Welcome to Career Tools. This week, how not to accept an offer. Chapter one, you can't play two offers against one another. Here we go. Okay, Wendy, we're talking here about how not to accept an offer. Why do we even have to discuss this? Manager tools, career tools, we're not famous for telling people what not to do. Not to do. No, true. But we have told people how to accept an offer and how to decline an offer. And then we still get questions where people are looking for loopholes. Um, and so we wrote this series of casts to close all those loopholes and just make really obvious and really transparent exactly what we meant. And why we meant it. And part of the idea here is, I know sometimes people think we go a little long. And the reason for that is there are a thousand million permutations and combinations of all these things. Managers and companies and so on don't know what they're doing as well as they should, as many of us know. So therefore, they don't do it according to what we think they ought to do it. They don't, they don't give behavioral interviews. They don't make offers the way they should. They're confusing. They talk about verbal and written offers and the fact that they're different when, in fact, really they're not. So we want to explain the why. So if you get a subtle variation on this, you'll understand the underlying rationale and you're able to make an adjustment. Exactly. Okay? Good. Okay. So this cast is about not playing two offers off against one another. Take a minute and explain to people how that question comes to us, and then let's walk through all the permutations of it. Okay. So people ask us when they have, either they have uh, interviewed with the company and that company has given them an offer, but they've got another interview coming up or they've already had an interview with a second company and they're expecting an offer from that company and they want to, they want to somehow affect the timing or have those two offers in play at the same time so that they can compare between them. And they want us to tell them how to do that. Right. And the answer is usually you can't. But we'll get to that when we get to chapter uh, one of the others. Or they do actually have two two offers against uh, two offers, and they want to say to their preferential company, "I have another offer for more money, but I prefer you. Please, can I have more? I'll come to you if I can have more money." Or they get an offer and they want to use that with their current boss in order to get more money. <laughs> uh, usually it's about more money. Sometimes it's about a better job or a better job title or different benefits, but n invariably, 90% of the time we're asked, it's about more money. And some people aren't even, aren't even assertive enough to suggest that they think they're being coy by saying, well, look, I've got another offer. They don't even yeah. suggest it's really about money. They're implying I'm in demand. And so therefore you should assure yourself of getting me by up in your offer without actually saying that. And, it, and I think they think they're not being crass by asking for more money, but in fact, the implication is as crass as a direct ask for money anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So let's take the example of somebody who has got an offer from, let's call it company B, which is a solid company. They could see themselves going to work for them. And yet they, they are in the process with company A. Right. And, mm -hmm. and they come to us and they say, what do I do to speed up A and slow down B? Yeah. Right. Okay. So why do we tell them no? Well, the simple answer and the very blunt answer is the essence of one of the horseman's laws, which is you're not that smart and they're not that stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately for, we, I mean, we write these casts for 80%, the 80% in the middle of of people that are in big companies, small companies, or individual contributors, or their first line or second line managers. And I hate to tell you this, but your average, there are hundreds of 
people who could do your job. When you say, when you come to us and you're looking for a job and you say, I can't find a job, there aren't any jobs out there, there's 100 applicants for every job, that isn't that actually be your true. But right. the, the opposite also tells you that you're not that special. Right. They are able to find hundreds of people to interview for, for their jobs. And so your thought that you're special and that you will be able to negotiate and that your negotiation skills are good enough to be able to influence that, that this process, I'm sorry, it's yeah. just not true. Yeah. Even if you believe it to be true, there's ample evidence that would cause you to rethink that. I, I would say it a little differently than you would. I think there are plenty of people who listen who, would, who are listening who would say, I'm not average. And I think what you mean is, you're not truly as exceptional as the behaviors you want to engage in would suggest that you are. It's not that everybody who's listening is average. 80%, there's not a bunch of, 80% of the people in the middle who are average. But the fact is, what people behave as if, is if I'm in the top 5% and you should go after me as if I'm in the top 5%. And folks, to be clear, neither are Wendy and I for a lot of jobs that we would apply for. Neither is Mike in terms of being in the top 5% of a particular job. It depends on your fit for you and the fit for the actual job. Um, the other thing I find interesting, Wendy, is that even people who are quite good at negotiating, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, People really aren't negotiating when, to use your point from earlier, they ask for more money. You're not negotiating with a company. If you and I are opposite a negotiating table, when we're negotiating, we're each asking for more from the other. There's a give and take involved. If you give here, I'll give there. Or, you know, we can do a, this level of service if you'll agree to pay more. Or I can tolerate that level of service for this level of price or what have you. There's a give and take. That's negotiation. It's not simply a demand. I know very few people, except the top of organizations who are willing to change the way the job is structured or their role or something in return for more millions in an employment contract. Very few people ever actually negotiate. What they're saying is, I want more money. You can't mm -hmm. negotiate. You can't say, well, I'll give you more. Then the company would say, so in other words, you were holding back 10% of your abilities in your previous interviews. We decided to make you an offer, and now you're going to tell us you have a sixth gear. It's, it's not negotiating. And people say, I want to be able to negotiate. And I say, no, you really don't. What you want is more money. And unfortunately, as we talk all the time, anytime you go after more money, you run the risk of, of taking goodwill off the table. Now, Many of you listening will say, I don't agree with Mark. I think Wendy's nuts. Okay, fine. If you want to go negotiate, that's fine. But you're never going to hear from manager tools or career tools how to negotiate. We don't believe that it's an effective technique for the vast majority of people, the tens of thousands of people that Wendy and I and Mike have coached and interviewed and hired and fired and so on. We don't see it as being an effective technique. Okay. And what you're saying is this issue of company B and company A is almost a form of negotiation, right? I, I'm, I'm, I want to slow this company down. I want to speed this, this company up. So let's get into the specifics. Company B is giving you an offer. Company A says, yeah, we're going as fast as we can. And the person says, how can I speed one up and the other one down? What do, you, what do we say to them? Uh, you can't. <laughs> that, what they what they want to do is call company B and say, hey, I've got an offer already from this company. I would really like to see your offer. I really wait, wait, no, 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 wait, go, go back. Wendy, go back. I'm sorry. You said they have an offer from company B. They're call, calling company B. So to be clear, yeah. The, well, they have an offer from company B already, and company A is the company that is the, their favorite. So you're saying they're going to call company A, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I okay. just confused. No, that's everybody. okay. No, no, no. We we got it. So Company B's already made me an offer, and I call Wendy, my buddy, and say at Career Tools, and say, Wendy, tell me how to call Company A. What they want to do is call Company A and say, I already have this call, this offer from Company B, but I really prefer to. I I like you as a hiring manager. I prefer your company for mm-hmm. X, Y, or Z reasons. Can you get me the offer so that I can I can right you know, accept you guys because otherwise I'm going to have to accept company B. And the answer I give people is you can't do that. I mean, you can, but it's not (laughs) going to work. I have never seen it work. Never. I've never Never. seen it work. I've recruited for for jobs that reported to the board of a $13 billion a year company. Right. And even those people – have tried it and it doesn't work. And you, if you're reporting to the board of that kind of company, you're pretty special. And yep. it does, it just doesn't work. The way I've always said it to people is one individual is not interesting or important enough to any firm for them to fundamentally modify the process that they have to go through. And on the individual side, even if you're a hiring manager, you've been a hiring manager somewhere else on the individual side, you don't understand all the things that have to happen in the process. And, you know, maybe the person who needs to sign off is on vacation. And we're not going to call that person back from vacation to sign documents or to do a 15-minute double-check interview with you uh, because they only get two weeks of vacation a year or they're with their family in, in the Canary Islands or whatever it might be. We're not going to call them in just to do that, and you're going to have to wait a few more days. And frankly, because you're one of hundreds of people that we think we ought to hire, even if we think you're special, what you're telling us is you might want to take company B. I mean, you clearly haven't turned them down. So apparently you're not willing to totally fall on your sword for us. If you really wanted us, you'd let B go. Exactly. And that's the mistake people make. What you're asking for is not actually, you're not telling us you'll accept that offer if we speed up the paperwork and get it to you. All you're saying is I want these two, I want to have both of them so I can compare them Yeah. to which my, as a hiring manager, my reaction would be, well, that doesn't serve my interest. Right. So why should I, I go away. why should I speed up so you compare apples to apples? Um, yeah. Because I have other people who are very interested that might in fact be better than you. The other thing I often feel like is I did this once. Uh, I said to somebody, well, okay, does company B know that you're calling me on this? Well, of course not. Well, why not? I mean, if you're really interested in them, you're so interested in them that you're implying to me that they're close enough that you want to keep that offer rather than let it go. That's the implication. You want to keep your offer at company B and you want to compare because you want to reduce your own risk. You want us to change the way we do things to reduce your risk. You're implying that A and B are not that far apart. We're not that much better. Then what are you telling company B? Oh, well, I'm not going to tell them that. They don't have to know that. So in other words, we're all independent actors here. You want us to operate independently from one another, and yet you want to play us off against one another. And I would say no. And, and frankly, the reason why the candidate doesn't want to say that is because if you call company B and said, look, I want you to know there's a company that outranks you, and I want to see if I can get an offer from them. Company B would say, you know what? You don't have until Friday anymore. You have until Wednesday because we think we're going to lose you. And frankly, even if we give you until Friday and you accept at the last minute, it's because you didn't get company A. We know you're not choosing us for the right reasons. You're just taking any port in a storm. You need a job. And we don't want you to do that. We want you to do it because you love to come to work here. Because I promise you, there's somebody almost as good as you who thinks we're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And we want that person. Attitude over skills every day. We'll take 90% less skills for 10% more attitude every day of the week. Yeah. So folks, 
what Wendy and I are telling you is don't call company A and try to get them to speed up. First of all, they won't do it. You're going to be embarrassed if they say, does company B know you're doing this? And now, but Wendy, let's go to the other side of the coin. Would we recommend, surely everybody can guess what the answer is. Would we recommend calling company B? If you don't think you can influence company A and say, I'd like more time without saying company A is in the running. I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, you can, and it depends on the, I guess it, there's some subtlety there, but I, I don't recommend it to my friends. It's not that hard. Either the offer is what you want or it's not what you want. It's a black and white question if you um, consider it in isolation. Right. But the way I would say that is not it's what they want or doesn't want, because then somebody would say, well, it's com- what I want is company A. The qu- in isolation, the, the question is, is the offer something you would take or not take? Yeah. And, and in my mind, the, the, that makes it really simple. It is black and white. And then people would say, well, there might be something better. Well, yeah, you could be ruler of the world too, or you could be CEO of your own company. There's a thousand other opportunities and they could offer you more money and this and that and the other thing. But a job offer is not completely fluid, completely flexible and unlimited in time and space. It is a specific thing at a specific time and you're going to have to make a decision rather than saying, well, it's not as good as this or not as good as that. Yeah. The moment you move into a house that you always wanted to move into, there's a house within a hundred meters of you that's better that you might want more, but that doesn't mean you're not completely happy in the house you're in now. If you believe that you take company B and you miss company A, and for the rest of your life, you're going to be disappointed in company A, that you're not at company A, my thought is you're going to be disappointed no matter what job you take. The moment you take A, you're going to be disappointed because there's always going to be something better. The choice is what you have at the time, which is I have an offer from company B. Do I want to risk it? And I always tell people, if you're not willing to risk losing B to go to A, you don't want A bad enough. And therefore, you ought to be taking B. So you did say I could, okay? So here's the way I've put that to, to my friends. I've said, if they give you a deadline, if it's Thursday and they say they want an answer in 24 hours, and you think there's a one in 100 chance that if you had until Tuesday or Wednesday next week, company A might say yes, then I would say there's nothing wrong with saying, boy, it's 24 hours, I'd like to talk to my spouse, or I want a weekend, Uh, you know, I'm working tomorrow, I've got a full plate tomorrow at work, I want to delay over the weekend. Most companies will give you over a weekend. In fact, as a general rule, if a company gives you a deadline that's, that doesn't include a weekend, it's, it's not impolite, it's not considered rude. Some companies may wow, why do you want more time? But it is completely acceptable and reasonable to be allowed for any professional level position that pays $30,000 or more to be allowed to think about it over the weekend, particularly if you're married, particularly if you have kids where there's all kinds of decisions to be made about location and travel and all, all those sorts of things and budgeting and everything else. You need to sit down and talk to your spouse about it. So you can do that. On the other hand, if you get an offer on a Friday and they say, we will give you until next Friday, Calling the Thursday before and saying, I'd like another week no. is absolutely, yeah, you said it. It's, it's just <laughs> absolutely unacceptable. Now, you could say, I'd like until Monday. My wife was on vacation last week or she was out of town on, on Sunday. She had to travel. Can I just have one more day? Now, if I were the hiring manager, I wouldn't love that, but I might give you until Monday. Remember, folks, when, when you have an offer, they can't offer that job to anybody else and there's probably somebody else waiting. It's not that they don't want you. It's that they also want somebody else to fill the role. And if you don't take the job, if it takes two weeks and the other person has gotten cold on the company, they lose you and they lose their number two person. So 
we're not suggesting that you shouldn't be a little bit selfish about this, but you have to recognize there are motivations on the company side of thing that doesn't allow them to say, sure, take three or four weeks to make a decision. Because if you were given three or four weeks to make a decision by a company, most intelligent companies would say, they're going to shop that a little bit. They're going to go look and see if they can find another opportunity real quick because they've got a bird in the hand. In the time that the the, uh, the person who originally had the job has resigned and it's taken them to advertise and go through the interview process, they've already had that seat empty for eight weeks. Yep. And they're really starting to feel pain because if they weren't, that job wouldn't exist. And so you asking for more time just you know, without any really good justification, and since you can't tell them I'm playing you off against somebody else, you'd have no good justification which you can tell them. So you're saying that I couldn't call company B where I already have the offer and say, I need a little bit more time because the hiring manager might say, what do you need it for? Well, that, that, huh. that's a risk that you're going to encounter. You're going to yeah. have to take that risk if you decide to make that call. And folks, unless you're willing to lie. Which is not a good start to a relationship. not a good start. And if they find out, and, and the world is smaller than everybody thinks, if yeah. they find out that you were actually probing A and you don't tell them you were probing for A, you say, oh, I just need more time. You're going to be in a world of hurt. If you're, not, if you're not willing to lie, then you're going to say, well, I'm looking at company A as well. There might be some going to say, well, if, if we lose you to a better company, great. But they're not going to give you a whole bunch of time in order for you to make that decision if they've got other people waiting in the wings. Exactly. Yeah. Good. Okay. So we can't call company B and ask for an extension. And we can't call company A and speed things up. Sounds like the answer is you can't play offers against one another. You can't. What people are trying to do is maximize their opportunity. Their own self-interest. Yeah. Right. In economic terms, they're trying to maximize and they're, they're trying to get the best out of the situation. And unfortunately, it's not a situation that you can maximize. It's a, a situation where whatever you do, there's going to be opportunity cost. You are going to miss out on something. And so the best thing to do is stay ethical and stay truthful and do what you need to do right. and, and not try and play everybody off against each other because, you know, nine times out of ten, you're not going to win anyway. You're not going to win. Yeah, you're not that clever. Okay. And frankly, I'd also say that any one career decision is not that big a deal. And if you get to company B and then suddenly discover that B is not what you wanted and A is really 20 times better, then start looking for opportunities at company A while you're working company B while continuing to deliver results and so on. Let's talk about one more thing, though, Wendy. Let's say I already have two offers from A and B. We're still saying you can't play those off against one another, right? We're still mm -hmm. saying I can't call A and say, well, B actually has a much better benefit package. Why, why can't I do that? In part because benefit packages tend to be structured in companies. So right. it's, it's possible that the hiring manager can't do anything about it anyway. So you call him, ask him to, you know, say, I want a different pa package. And he has to say, well, no, I can't do that. And again, right. you've made a pinch in that relationship, which he then might be your manager if you still decide to accept that role. So right. you've taken goodwill off the table. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's flip it around though. You say benefits are not, not flexible. And I agree. People talk about benefits all the time, but managers really have no ability. Let's make it an easier one though. Let's talk about vacation. Now I say easier, but in fact, vacations have gotten even harder for managers to do. But let's say you were being interviewed by me. And even though my company says you only get two weeks, the fact is I can give you another week without even, I just, just don't show up for work the third week and let's keep it between you and me and you get an extra week. I'm sure there are people who are gasping right now, but that's what I did when I was a manager and executive. My best guys, if they wanted more time, they got more time. So somebody calls me and says, look, I got two offers. They're roughly equal. 
but I got to tell you, I got a family and this company's offering me four weeks of vacation and you're only offering me two. Can you give me an extra one? Okay. Now I'll tell you what I think. You tell me if you agree. The simple fact is what you're saying to me is if you say that to me is that apparently I don't like you enough and five more days of vacation is the thing that makes the difference. That was exactly what I was thinking. And in my head, guys, in my head, I'm saying, I don't want you. Now, you may think I'm shooting myself in the face, and, and it could be. But in my head, I'm saying, A, you're not really negotiating. You're just saying, I want more from you. I've already done what I think is a reasonable and best offer. I may actually have the ability to give you a few more days of vacation, but I've just realized maybe you're not the best guy. You're not the guy who really, really wants to come to work for me, who knows how good I am and how good the company is and how well our division is placed and so on. As well, I think you've just sent me a message. There are always going to be angling for stuff that benefits you. And the moment you join our firm, the moment you come to work for me, it's all about the output of our team and our organization. And even if you're a salesperson working for me, I want you to meet your numbers. But ultimately, I want people who want to benefit the organization and to think more broadly than how many days of vacation they have. And as well, if you accept and you tell me how wonderful you are, how excited you are, and how much you want to join the team, and you come to me at the end of the first quarter and say, hey, look, is there something we can do about a couple more days of vacation? If you've shown me how good you are, now you're not negotiating. You're asking me to treat you as an individual. And I'm okay with that. But asking me in advance because some other company had it or or saying, hey, I'd like more vacation. Well, why would you ask? Well, another company actually offered me more vacation. They're offering me less money, but they want more vacation. I would say two things. One, you're selfish in my head. And the other thing I would say is, this is not Chinese menu. <laughs> pick one from column A, one from column B, and one from column C. You got to pick all from A, all from B, or all from C. And if you don't want me that bad, maybe I don't want you that bad either. I might end up still hiring you, but boy, there's a little bit of goodwill that got scraped off the table. Absolutely. Yeah, good. So, bottom line. You can't play two companies off one another. People try, and that's why managers tend to look askance very quickly at people who want to negotiate. Indeed. All right. Thanks, Wendy. All right. See you all later. Thanks, everybody. That's chapter one of how not to accept an offer. Stay tuned. Future chapters will be coming out.